If you got trapped in one scary movie, which would you choose? Saw. House of Wax. Halloween Town. Welcome everybody back to another episode of Strange Flavors. My name is Faraz. I'm Neha, aka Appa. I'm Amber. Uh, this is brought to you by Aleph Theory. Man, we chose like really intense, like ones, intense ones. Yeah. You went with Halloween Town. I mean, yeah. now I, that I think about it, but it like Saw. But why, yeah, I mean, why? It's like sorry, the worst. Sorry, sorry about the sirens in the back. It's like You're the used worst to it now. Way. You're used to it by now. Um, why Saw? I don't know. Like when Isn't she said that, scary? I was like. Like, That'd be fun though. Like, or maybe you, you could be the guy who's you gotta, doing all. The, no, no, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the one solving the stuff. Ew, heck no. Because it's like you. No. Well, I've never watched you, it. Oh, you've never watched it. Okay, you've yeah. never I mean, watched the saw. I don't just, like scary movies. It's not. It's more like really creative, actually. It's cre- It's creative. Well, the just watch the first saw. The first and second saw are good. The other ones, they're just like OD. But the first one is the best one. Yeah. Have you ever been to like a trap house? Like not. But I'm saying the, you know, what, what are those house, the, the things. Escape you can, rooms. Escape rooms. It's like, uh, a, like yeah. bad, no. but like way more gory. Oh. Yeah. And it's really creative. Every single time they get And there's down. a reason they're in there. Like they yeah. committed something or like, um, he's trying to teach them a lesson. Right. So. Hmm. Is it kind of like how Hunger Games are like stuck in that ball? What? You have to like get out. No. What no. ball? Is that even how Hunger Games goes? What? What ball? No. Okay, I'm sorry. No. What are you talking but about? Let's not discuss. She went with Halloween me. Town. I thought she meant. I mean, that's something. fun. I would. House I would of Wax would be that. really intense too. Yeah. You're a wax figure. Have you watched that one? House of Wax. No. It's like. Oh, House of Wax. Is a good so one. I like that one. It's like an entire town made out of wax. See, this is why I chose Disney movies. <laughs> I'm not I surprised. I'm scared. I'm not surprised. Who that? would you Who would you be in Halloween Town? Um, Marnie. Is that one of them? Yeah, yeah sure. She's That's like the, the main, main character. Girl, yeah. Okay, sure. Her. Is Marnie's that the grandma? Annoying. Is that the grandma? No. Oh. The, no, I don't remember oh. the grandma's name. I don't remember her name. Um, but okay. Good good pick, I guess. <laughs> um, guys, thank you for listening to another episode. If you don't know by now, we're on YouTube. This is super exciting because all of our videos are going to be recorded. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you'll be able to see the guests. So yeah, yeah. subscribe and to us. us on our YouTube channel. It's Strange Flavors, of course. We have it linked in the description. Um, make sure to subscribe to us on the podcast app. If you can leave a review, that would really help us out. Um, like us and follow us on SoundCloud. And if you want to email us, um, you can email us strangeflavorspodcast at gmail.com where you can also send your music. So if you're a music producer, a rapper, or a band or whatever, you can send your music and we'll feature it in between the transitions. Oh, man. 2017. Wait, can I just say is I miss Shamir? Where is oh, he? Yeah. New York? Can we talk we about Shamir? We, we totally forgot about yeah. Shamir. I, his Shamir. I today. Yeah. yeah. He's in New York, right? I've yeah. been seeing his snaps. He so looks Shamir's, like yeah, Shamir uh, looks like he's in New York having a good time, but hopefully he'll be back for the next episode. Um, and we got, and we got, of course, the five time now guest co host. Oh, yeah. I mean, welcome Appa. back this yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Can I have some ice cream on me, too? <laughs> oh yeah, by the way, speaking of Shamir, uh, we have um, our, our show at George Mason got rescheduled, so it's going to be in sometime in November or December, but we have um, College Park coming up on November 9th, that's a Thursday, and yeah. uh, that's University of Maryland, and Towson University on Friday, November 10th, so if you're in the area, make sure to come out and see us. Um, yeah, so I, I was saying t- 2017, 
is a crazy year. You know why? Why? So, I just read this article. The world's oldest living land creature is a gay tortoise. Is that how you say tortoise? Turtle? Tortoise? Tortoise. Why is that a tortoise? Turtle. Wait, is a turtoise and a turtle the same thing? It's tortoise. 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 Sorry, Named, he's named Jonathan, but did you say gay turtle? Yeah, he's gay. Why is he gay? Because it's 2017. No, um, he's been gay. Like it said in the article, like he he was with um, a companion. They called her Frederica. Her? Yeah. Is she transgender? Listen, listen, no, 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 listen, (laughs) Frederica. But then they recently found out that Frederica is a guy. Oh. So they changed her name to Frederick. But it sounds like they knew he was a guy because who names a girl Frederica? I don't know. <laughs> okay, but also it sounds like they companion. Are they just hanging out or are they getting it on? Yeah. No, like they tried to get him to like mate with other turtles. Okay. Or tortoises. <laughs> I don't know if there's a difference, but they Wait. tried to make them do that because apparently his species is going uh, extinct. extinct? Hmm. And so they're like, oh, How this is, is a problem, but he's gay. How so old is he? He's, I don't know, like they said, they said almost, he's the 200, almost 200 years old. Yeah, oh, he's up. old. He's been through it in his time. Like, he's Yeah, like, chicks. he's probably just like, oh, I've, like, spent my uh, yeah. whole life being normal. Let me just change it up now. He's like but, Edward from Twilight, <laughs> except that he had a mate or he found one. Imagine. <laughs> this is me. Imagine, know, imagine there's, like, a few people, right? a few people left on Earth, right? Uh-huh. And, of course, like, a few of them are girls and there's only one guy. And they're like, oh, my God. We're about to go. The human race is about to go extinct. Like we need you to make it happen. And then she chooses to. And then he's like, he's like, no, I'm gay. Listen, it's Uh, 2017. If you you can, if you can get IVF, turtles can do that without actually having to. I'm saying let my let my man Jonathan do his thing. Yeah, Jonathan. That's his name. Oh, who's Frederick? Oh, the other dude. Yeah, that's (laughs) That's his. uh, That's his companion. That's his companion. No, free world. Yeah, you don't have to. He's he's 189 years old. Dang. Oh. That's old. That <laughs> is old. I'm, t- I'm telling you, he's been through the day, back in his yeah, day. He, he's done with the normal stuff. He's done. He's just chilling. He's hanging out. Yeah, and he, and he found an interest in Frederica. Right. Frederick. <laughs> you know what else is wild? What? Monkeys or something? I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's talking well, about yeah. turtles now, next yeah, monkeys. But, but I was going to say uh, EDM concerts. Like oh, raves. Right. You went to one last night. Yeah. I went to a With rave last night for the first time. Can I just say, Frost, like, I'm following his story, right? <laughs> Can I say the first part? I don't care. Okay. So his first snap goes, going to Juma. <laughs> his second snap is, like, with his friend in a car. Like, Juma is Friday prayer. Right. For those of you that don't know, for Muslims. The it's like Sunday church. Ask a friend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> ask a Muslim. <laughs> and so the next snap is, like, him and his friend, like, getting ready to go into this, like, club. And then the third snap is him in the club. The fourth snap is him sitting in the car talking about how disgusting it was. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole time I was like, how is Frost possibly enjoying this? But you look like you're having a good time until you're like, that was disgusting. He goes, he goes for the I mean, experience. I tr- exactly. Okay. I, tr- I mean, I try to immerse myself in whatever the, the culture yeah. of whatever I'm at. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's so also very wanna... interesting to like just people watch if you ever right. go oh, to yeah, these things. Oh yeah, that's me. And you're just like watching how people behave. It's very interesting, especially when they're like doing things and mm-hmm. you're like the only one not. You're like, this is crazy. This is yeah. intense. Like, like it was um, it was Cruella that was performing there, and right. um, and Brandon, two brown girls. Yeah. So so Brandon, who uh, used to be a co-host on the podcast, 
he typical tab. No, no, Tokyo tab. Oh, Tokyo tab. Bad. No, it was typical um, tab at one point. It was, but he changed it like 50 times. So right. now <laughs> we're at Tokyo tab. And um, he told me about them. And he's like, you don't know them? Like, they're half Pakistani. Like, yeah. you should check them out. There's a concert coming up. So I was like, all right, let's do it. And he was like, I'm just warning you, like, these are not like normal concerts. Because, of course, I've been to concerts before. But um, yeah. this was just like crazy because it's like all so, like there's a there's a scene there's like yeah. and i've been to like london clubs before where that like everybody's just on like crazy drugs and right. they yeah, don't music. they don't even talk to each other they just like chase lights around and <laughs> dance by themselves in a corner it's really weird but it, it was funny but this over here was just like super crowded and um so what was the weirdest thing that happened last night the weirdest thing was oh there was this like there was this short little girl Mm-hmm. who was like a little bit thicker and she had like thicker. clown clown makeup on and everybody was like faced towards Cruella and she was faced the other way and she was just kind of like <laughs> spinning in circles oh my god sounds like amber and and everybody around her everybody around her was like trying to take her like bald cap off and she kept putting it back on and so she's being messed with the whole time she's being messed with and she didn't Aww. know what was happening oh no um, she was by herself I don't know. I don't know what was happening. I didn't know. Like, I'm just looking at different people. I'm like, whoa, like, what kind of life does this person live outside of this club? So I can see why I, I, I understand why people go there. And it's like a total scene. Um, Is it cool if you're not if you're completely sober? Sober? Though? Yeah. I mean, if you like the music, okay. I'm not like, I mean, all the like dubstep and electronic stuff. I'm not really that much into it. I get it. But um because I couldn't even, they were singing and I couldn't even understand what they were saying because the music was so loud and my ears were ringing like crazy yeah. after the concert. That's um, Echo Stage for you. Yeah. So, Echo, but Echo Stage was awesome because it was, the lights were awesome and all the effects and everything. And it was Halloween, so everybody's dressed up and um, it was what just What was your favorite costume there? Favorite costume? Um, this dude, he had like long hair he was like the dude was darker he had a huge beard and long hair and he was like like this like all fishnet clothing and his the, the and his white one. white twiggy friend was like being carried around by him like he's some sort of like <laughs> weapon so i was just like what That's so it was cute. that was the most interesting no it was not cute but okay. um it was interesting uh-huh. so it was it was it was an experience so um, I creative costumes. would i do it again I don't think so, no. yeah. <laughs> but it's but like I would I would love to watch. Thing. I would love to like because yeah. this was more like Brandon really wanted to be like <laughs> Get in like it. a box made for Faraz in there just to see from the outside. Yeah, and like, I like watching. Right, and, and it's like everyone. So. What well, the beginning? There's just like there. you're being like there's Trampled all on. types of stuff spilling on you and stuff, right. and I'm like. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> And then, See, that's why I can never be in like the mosh pit. That's I'm what I'm so saying. Sure. Would that's what I would get lost. I would get trampled on. I couldn't see anything. Yeah. So I never understand people who like pay like three times more money in the concert when they're at the bottom because right. I'm like, I need a little height. I can't. And then you're standing the entire time. Like that sucks. Yeah. I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would love to look at it from the outside being inside of it. I just gave up after like 15 minutes. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be disgusting and dirty today. Like. I, I'll take three showers when I get home. It'll be good. It'll Maybe be you just need a lot more of that in your life. Like, you just need to be exposed to more germs so you can just get over it. <laughs> it's not about germs. you're just, such a germaphobe, like... It's less about the... It's less about, like, actually being touched or something and then just seeing something that's just like, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, 
Oh, you're being you're being Cardi B tonight, right? Oh, yes. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I'm be Cardi B. I got myself a nice rock from my hand because my girl Cardi B just got engaged. Can I just to ask to offset like, from why, the Migos? Why, yeah. Like, why do you love her so much? She just has this spirit that like she gives like your... me life. Like okay. she just like doesn't care, and she's like very like. So she's your alter ego. Yeah, and, I mean, no, she's like she is you. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> she's my spirit animal. Like, okay. she's just very, like, like she's funny, and she has, like, a nice, like, not a nice personality, just, like, a wild personality, and she just doesn't care. I thought you were going to say nice, She made, <laughs> I mean, uh, that, too. <laughs> and she, like, made this, like, huge fit over a purple blanket. Like, it was, like, a What's huge, the deal with the purple yeah, blanket? Yeah, what is that? She had a purple blanket, and she lost it. And so she started blaming people for the blanket. Like, it was a funny thing, <laughs> but she blamed Offset for the blanket. <laughs> And she was like, we're breaking what? up. You stole my blanket. And then wow. like the next tweet, she was like, all right, I'm not breaking up with you. But like, I still do think you took so it. So are you carrying a purple blanket around tonight? I'm going to find a purple scarf to take around with me. Yep. I'm looking around your place right now to see what accessories yeah. you have. That's nice. Are you dressing up for us? No, I didn't. I didn't even know Halloween was coming up in like three days. I didn't. I didn't. It feel doesn't it feel this like year. this was yeah. in October. Like October is usually very crispy. The leaves are falling. It's, it's almost you done. Have sweatshirts, and I was like sweating coming over here today. It was hot. Like it's still like seventies. I'm okay with that. No, absolutely not. October is my favorite month. It's I think it's cold. for a lot of people. No, because it's not winter. It's fall. That's the best. Right now it's seventy degrees, and I'm just amazed. Yeah. That's it'll really be cool. fun though. I'm taking my uh, my refugee kids trick or treating, so that'll be fun. <gasps> so and they've cute. Ne- they don't even know what Halloween is. So it's their cool. first yeah. Halloween in the. United so you have States. to put something on your face or something. Oh yeah, I have costumes for them. No, oh, you, oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. All right, maybe I'll, I'll put on like a something. Put on like, ice like cream. What? I don't know. Put on ice cream. Can you, can, you strange strange flavors? Flavors? can you be strange flavors for Halloween? I'll be amber for Halloween. What are you gonna do? Please explain an amber costume <laughs> <I don't>, to me. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try. Okay. Big curly hair. I'll put Big, on a, a uh, lion's mane. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Uh, cat something cat like you have to meow a jumpsuit for... you always wear jumpsuits that's true okay. ne- purring like dark lipsticks what necklaces you said oh that yeah, whole yeah. Thing oh, about gi- oh gypsy gypsy yeah. necklaces no yeah. and dark lipsticks she likes dark lipsticks yeah, yeah. i like popping lipsticks yeah i'm good i'm not gonna do that <laughs> um all right let's let's welcome the guests on today so so the guest today is uh claudia brown she's been wanting to be on the podcast for some time she asked me a while back but if you guys don't know who this is like she this this woman is a legend like she's yeah she's i credit a lot of like my um success my my success in whatever that means like so far i guess to to her because she helped me like um just be uh like she she allowed me yeah she allowed me to like be creative and think outside the box and like any ideas i offered her she's like okay go for it whereas it was always like in workplaces, you're restrained a lot. So I worked um, as an art director for a magazine that she started, oh. the Elle magazine. And, um, and yeah, that like, was at your but, community college, right? Yeah. But and, even as a person, I don't know her like professionally, but she just seems like a very open-minded type of woman who just loves everyone. So I think you're going to like her. Answer. Yeah. Oh, she's fun. she's just yeah. super cool. And like, and she's a hard worker. Like, she, no excuses. Like, all right, we want to do this. Let's get it done. And um, so while we were working on the magazine, like, she let me... Uh, start a whole video like uh, section of that magazine and social media stuff and we won like national awards through it and um, yeah she's just she's just always allowed me to like lead and that was really awesome because she she helped me 
in a lot of ways. But yeah, I'm excited um, to meet her. Yeah, yeah let's so let's, let's talk her. to her and see uh, what she has to say today. Everybody, please welcome Claudia Brown. <laughs> all like being excessive about your makeup and all that about just now i'm a former theater major so are you nervous about this whole thing i'm incredibly nervous why because nervousness is natural nerves show that you care if you're not nervous that would be a cause for concern but 45 minutes of nervousness 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> talk about it's, it's, i would say four to five weeks four to Five weeks. Yes, yes. I was saying we just took 45 minutes to get you ready, but you look beautiful. Regardless. But I have been nervous for four I to hope, five weeks. Hey, oh, wow. camera Ever since on I got us, this I hope invitation. you see where Farash just smacked the mic in my face. <laughs> Why are you nervous? I'm sorry. She just, you're talking louder now than before, so I had to turn your levels down. I project. It's my theatrical background. Okay. And you were listening, <laughs> you were, what'd you say you were just listening to on the way here? I was listening to Lose Yourself by Eminem. Let's talk about who you are as a person, first of all. For those of you that, for those people that listening that don't know, what do you do? I'm a professor of mass communications at Harford Community College, mm. and I'm the advisor for Our Magazine, our student multimedia publication. Cool. And why is that like so important, especially considering like all the achievements and success you've had as a professor, considering like your family's role in education? So it's been an incredible journey to get where I am today. I am the granddaughter of a fourth grade dropout. My grandmother had to drop out of school in the fourth grade because her dad walked out, left the family, and she had to stay home to raise her brothers and sisters. My grandfather was a seventh grade dropout because he also had to work to contribute to his family's well-being. Um, so to think just two generations later, I'm now a professor at the college level is really nothing short of remarkable. And I owe it to my family and to their support and their inspiration. I remember being nine years old and asking my mother, what if I didn't want to go to college? And her answer was, that's not an option. And so even though my parents also were very working class, they were public servants. Um, my mother was a librarian, my father was a teacher. Um, we certainly had some challenges growing up economically. Uh, they still supported me in my goals and I always knew that I would attain an education. And so it's very exciting to now be a professor uh, knowing that just two generations ago, my grandparents didn't even complete elementary or middle school. And what, what about, um like the profession you chose, like what about it was what you wanted to do? Like how did that come about? So that's actually, a, I don't know, I guess a, a fairly interesting story. I originally was a theater major in college and it was my dream growing up to be an actress. Writing was always something that came naturally to me and something that my parents really encouraged me to pursue, um, but my heart was really with the theater. But my first year of college showed me that I was not going to be successful in the theater program and at the time I was writing for our college newspaper and I was enjoying that and certainly journalism is storytelling but in a different 
format. And so then I went on to have a number of professional opportunities in college, working at WBL Channel 11 as an associate producer when I was 19 years old, uh, writing uh, freelance articles for the Baltimore Sun also while I was 19 years old. And I realized that this profession also had its share of excitement and um, would provide the opportunity to really make a difference in society, which is something I also always dreamt of doing as a child. I was very inspired by social activists and um, looked up uh, to women in particular uh, who had been social activists and really made a difference. However... Go ahead. What were you going to say? How However, after I graduated from college, I realized I didn't want to work in the field. Um, I had witnessed a number of unethical practices, both in TV and print media, and I realized that teaching was my calling. And I worked for many years to get to where I am today as a college professor. And what I find most rewarding is working with my students and inspiring them to be critical thinkers and to continue those connections with them once they graduate. You're big on like the ethical stuff too. So that's, yeah, I definitely see that. But like, yeah, so you went on to create after having all the um, journalism background, you went on to create a magazine or it started as a newspaper. Can you tell us about like that and why that's so important to you? So... (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how much to really share in this venue. So I just remember the first newspaper being such a challenge. Um, mm-hmm. I was taking on the position basically cold because I hadn't worked in the field for many years. The last time I really worked in the field of journalism was as a college student. And I had become an English teacher and a speech teacher. And I did that for a number of years. And then the journalism teacher at HCC was retiring. I saw an opportunity there. Um, I thought it would be great to have a platform and inspire people through that. And I thought that he would be around to kind of help and mentor me uh, through the first issue. And then I found out that he was moving. And I just remember my first day on the job, just walking into just chaos and just trying to figure it out minute by minute, day by day, and having all these new students on board who are really just taking this journey with me. And after we got the first newspaper sent to press, I thought, okay, we did it, we did it. And then the next day I woke up and realized we have to do this again and again and again. And it just never ceased being a challenge. And I think that was because with every publication, we just kept raising our standard and raising the bar. And From the beginning, I wanted to turn the publication into a magazine. Obviously, the newspaper industry is a dying, if not a dead industry at this point. And so uh, we worked really hard to get the administrative support to become a glossy magazine. And after we did that for a couple years, then we branched out into social media and started doing video journalism. So it's it's been quite a journey from day one. You said you talked about the struggle. Sorry, I was going to ask okay, about no, that no. real quick. You you talked about the what the struggle of it is a little bit. But what are like some of like the biggest accomplish accomplishments that came out of that? Or like articles that are your favorite, or like videos, or whatever. Like what's what are you most proud of for the magazine? Well, that's such a loaded question because I, I honestly think what I'm most proud of is the fact that so many of these students who started this journey with me are are still involved and 
are people that I now consider friends. Like um, for us. <laughs> for us, absolutely. Well, all your Facebook friends are students. All my Facebook friends, <laughs> um, for the most part, are former students. Like 99%. And, and that's the only reason that I'm on Facebook, is to really maintain those connections. Uh, one of the students who was literally there on my very first day, um, John Morin, he continues to participate in a mentoring role. And at this point, he is living in New Zealand, and he still weighs in on our publication in the spring he team taught a class with me and to think that somebody that I worked you know, in the capacity with as a professor student became my colleague that's a remar remarkable experience and there's so many students like that who through the years uh, we had this connection in the classroom and then they graduated they moved on some of them moved out of the state moved out of the country but they've maintained their ties to the publication and honestly I think that's what I'm the most proud of Go ahead. You were going to ask. Yeah. So do you think the reason why you still decided to do like a magazine and stuff was because it was in a school? So you had kind of like a cap on the ethics, like you can kind of promote like the ethics in that. Because you said that in the outside world, rather, that like it, it there's problems with ethics and stuff that you didn't like. Is that why you chose kind of in the school role to do that? Because you have to enforce those type of things or that you want to impress that onto your students or whatever? Well, we're really fortunate in that we are funded through our academic division. So we're not reliant on advertising revenue in any way, shape, or form. A lot of co college publications are. And that's why you'll look through college publications and 50% of the content will be advertisement-based. But we're so fortunate at HCC to have the funding through the academic division so we can focus on spotlighting the student work. and. I agree. Also, I have this opportunity to maintain this high standard of ethical conduct. And it's something that I take very seriously because not only am I hoping to inspire future journalists, but these are also citizens of our society. And I think it's so crucial to be able to uh, inspire them to think critically and to make choices that are going to not just benefit themselves, but benefit our culture our society so if so if you could like pick like top two or three ethics that you really want to have your students leave like what's like the most important thing for you to teach them I think it's really important to think for yourself and to do your own research and to not just buy what is sold to you to realize that so much now that you read and that you see in the media uh, has an agenda uh, in many cases it's, it's simply not factual, it's purposefully misleading. And I think now more than ever, it's so crucial to be a critical thinker and to do your own research and to just genuinely think and not just make snap judgments and to stereotype. It's always been like weird kids that have been a part of the magazine. Like, do you feel like there's an attachment as far as like how, you know what I'm talking about? It's always been like, including myself, Everybody that has like sticked around or like done, I guess, more work for the magazine. You just has said been sticked around. That's stuck what around. What I, oh my God, whatever. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> I was an English ma major undergrad, so I have to. Congratulations. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying though? About the weirdness? Actually, the reason I was an English major was because as a student, I looked through the catalog <laughs> and I realized that the English major required the fewest number of credits to graduate. 120 exactly. So... <laughs> Okay, well, that answered my question. Um, you're the reason that everybody else is weird because you're weird. 
They say that like attracts like, and so that's often, <laughs> I often have this conversation to myself, semester by semester, what am I doing? Why are these people joining our staff? And then I just come back to that answer, like attracts like. Why so. am I calling her weird? Because she's like this like hippie, like vegetarian person that lives in a log cabin <laughs> and like, a log cabin. doesn't I'm have t- doesn't have person. doesn't have TVs like really doesn't have a microwave no microwave how Whoa. does a journalist person like not have a TV that's crazy well TV news is not journalism right. so <laughs> why not like, yeah like news and it's stuff? it's it's all big business so um, almost all of the mainstream media corporations are owned by a handful of media conglomerates so mainstream media is completely business driven it's not fact-driven. It's not driven by ethics and um, delivering the the story to the people. It's not providing the public service that journalism is meant to provide. And having worked in TV, it, it really showed me that. I, I had a situation at one point where a producer told me I had to write a story that I knew was not accurate and I told her that was the case and her reaction was well we have time to fill and in the end she ended up writing the story that she knew was not accurate Mm -hmm. so I I absolutely stay informed and I get my news but uh, where do you get it from TV news is not the number one source so I get it from a variety of sites on the internet occasionally I do watch TV on the internet but not on a regular basis I read a lot so I, I can we ask about the log cabin? Like I'm yeah. really I'm interested in this log cabin. <laughs> so I had a dream since I was a little girl of living in a log home, and I'm very fortunate that as an adult, my parents gave me four acres of land. So I was able to build a log home in the middle of the woods from a log home kit. I didn't build it myself. A log home kit. The log kit? home. It's a that log. Like home. Come in a kit. It comes at Walmart. You don't know? Wait, what? Yeah. Is this like a thing I can get on Amazon? Wait, is it, can you confirm that fact? You don't get it at Walmart, but it is, it is, I believe it was Ward Homes, but they are a log home kit company and you look through their catalog and you choose the kit that you want and then they just drop off a pile of logs on your front lawn. Can you and make this like yourself? I didn't. Some, oh. some people do, but I hired a builder. Wow. So the no microwave situation. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you have a microwave? Health? Cancer, yeah, rays cutting into think. your. I uh, the, there's not science at this point to support that there is a health hazard, um, but there's also not science that makes me feel 100% comfortable with it either. So I err on the side of caution when it comes to health. Um, I've had a goal since I was little to live to 100 at the very least. So I figure anything I can do to minimize my risks and to minimize risks to my children the better. I'm a Virgo, and Virgos are known as the health nuts of the Zodiac, so. Why are you so into, like, astrology? Like, do you, like, when you pick people for positions for, like, the magazine or whatever, like, do you base it off of their sign? Because when I first met you, you asked me what I was, and you were just like, oh, great, like, you can do this. And this happened, like, Two minutes two ago, minutes ago when, when she like met you guys. She was she's like, like oh, okay. What's your birthday? Oh. And she asked both of us. She was like, yeah. oh, what about you? She's like, oh, that'll oh, work. Right. No, and literally I was like. a little offended. I was like, what do you mean that'll work? When, we would, when we would do stuff. <laughs> something wrong with me? When we would do stuff for the magazine, right? She'd be like, oh, that's just for us as Leo side. Or like, oh, for us can do that. He can handle that. Or he can like lead this because he's a Leo. Or like, oh, Matt, Matt would know this because he's a Libra and he can balance this or whatever. I'm like, so you tell us. 
What's the deal with yeah, that? Yeah, what's, what's the deal, yo? Honestly, it's just a personal interest that was sparked by my graduate professor. Up until the time I was 25, I, I really had a disdain for astrology. I thought it was ridiculous. And when I was 25, I had a graduate professor who was possibly the best teacher I've ever had in my life. And it turned out his birthday was one day before mine. At the time, it was actually the birthday as well as my husband. And I thought this was just a remarkable coincidence. I really connected with this professor and he talked to me about astrology and he said that Virgos are very skeptical of astrology initially, but once they get into oh it, God. they really oh get That's into how they it. Get you. That's how astrology people get you. Because Virgos are very analytical and they love to figure people out and they love to understand people better. And but so it's I a say window. That too? Like I like doing that too. I do that as a profession. I feel like not to take away from your interest, but like when I read these things, I'm like, oh, that could be me too. That could be me too. So... Why put yourself in a box or do you really believe like these people have tendencies that are only unique yeah. to them? I it's an interest. That. It's a hobby. I'm, I'm not fanatic about it. And I certainly would never hire somebody based on his or her astrological sign. It's fun. But it's you do assign tasks. It's, it's, you do assign tasks based off their astrology. <laughs> I just do that for you fun. Read the, you read the daily horoscope? I just do that for fun. Do you have do you do you have it like sent to your phone or something? Every I, I, I do read my horoscope frequently. Do you have a website you could recommend people? <laughs> uh, several. <laughs> well, is, there, is there something about your sign that you don't like agree with? Uh, well, Virgos are apparently neat freaks. And so what I've read for years is that Virgos are compulsive and they are neat freaks and they have the cleanest homes. That's not the case with me. However, what I read to counter that is that there's two types of Virgos. There's Virgos who are fanatic about keeping their home clean. And then there's Virgos who are fanatic, fanatic about keeping their mind clean. Oh, and that's the Virgo that I am. So I'm not cleaning my house as frequently as I should, but I am always thinking i'm the opposite i'm like very clean but my mind is super dirty <laughs> dirty or busy i think that was a good choice of words filthy right messy cluttered what? you mean busy Your no i mean i mean all think, of those like, what are you thinking it's dirty well not like that but just like He's i just like, think like really messed up things um explain you have to elaborate but whatever like like okay what if we were driving down the highway and this crazy accident happened and this person's head got chopped off like just random things like that oh, like yeah you did like I i've what he's having i've had like yeah, you i've said had this to me too the yeah. the what is this you the like movie. a walter mitty mm-hmm. she was saying how like you like yeah walter mitty is me yeah like like you. i've i've also envisioned all like everybody that is like close to me like this is bad but, like all of them, them dying. Oh my gosh. Okay, so, so okay, I've been, okay. I've been, no, 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 let up, me finish my up. thought. Let no, me finish no, no, my, no, because no. I have to finish my thought. So I've always been prepared. <laughs> For everyone to die. Yes. And like when people have died right. close to me, I was like, oh yeah, like, I know, like. I, I know, I know what to do. No, I, I know how I, to handle this. I'm serious. No, no, no. Hold up. Hold up. My mother does the same exact thing. And guess what? She's a Leo. She's a Leo. Oh yeah. my. No, no. Yes. I take it back. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm walking you just out. proved her right. I'm, I'm no, walking out. I, I can see how you're a Leo though. Like I get that. And like for me, like I, I get... be, see, I hate when somebody like meets me for the first time and they figure out that I'm a Leo, because and then they're I feel like, like Leo they base things are everything very off obvious. of that. Like, oh, dominant, king of the jungle. No, it's, like, no, very but like actually, like, it seems so like just it just like puts you down. Like, oh, he must be like this cocky, like you whatever, are. whatever. No, 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 no. I don't think that's what I can be. Leo I can be. Is. I'm can, not, can you explain no, this, Claudia? Leos, what a Leo is? Leos have the biggest hearts. 
They have the biggest hearts. Okay, that's not for us. <laughs> you have the wrong that guy. Is, that is for us. All the world's a Leo stage, so Leos do Small like heart, to be the center ego. of attention. Leos are amazing leaders. They have the biggest hearts. Small heart, big Boom. ego. <laughs> so you, okay, you posted something on Facebook that was like talking about luck the other day. So, so with all these signs and everything, you believe in luck, right? I do. So uh, you, were, you, were, you were rear-ended twice while being pregnant. How's luck for you? So, oh I, no, I, I actually, it's that was such like a savage comment. So, so I'm, I'm really Jeez. glad, I'm really glad you brought that up because just this week I was looking up my September 16th birthday. Now I've done this before, but I just did it again this week. I don't know why September 16th is known for having bad luck. Okay. And that's what, and that has to do with the. It does. It does. I, I, I was rear-ended three times in a span of eight years. Is this I was for only, everyone. I was only pregnant once. I was only pregnant okay. once. But my birth date, my birth date, is known for being unlucky. I, so. okay, see, I I was with you up until you came in here, and then I have to leave you because I, I can get like understanding like like vibes from people from astrology, sure. But if you're gonna base your birthday being the reason why you're hopeful, uh, where you're, unlucky, 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 then I don't know keep going sorry, sorry. <laughs> like i said it's just for fun i'm not a professional astrologer yeah i, I don't make professional decisions um based on but astrological predictions it. it's just for fun it's just for okay. fun but you're a vegetarian should we go into that what know. do you mean but you're a vegetarian <laughs> so, so, like like so but, transition but but i will speak to what Frost was saying about it being a lucky day so a couple days ago on the 26th it was considered the luckiest day of the year for every zodiac sign oh. and that's part of the reason why i wanted to do this podcast so close to that date i actually had a prediction <laughs> she literally said that that's for what she said. my <laughs> horoscope that said you should do a podcast Future guests, it's going keep to this be, in mind. It's going to be such a lucky day. Oh and my gosh. yesterday in the morning, it started off with my daughter passing a high-level figure skating test that she's been working wow. on for a solid year. And she's nice. had so many challenges. She was injured. Uh, her skates, uh, she outgrew her skates, so she's been wearing mild skates. And then the evening concluded when I found out that our magazine, Al Magazine, and our videos won a first place national award for best two-year TV station of the year nice. for the second time in a row. So yesterday definitely had its share of luck, even if my particular birth date tends to be a little bit on the unlucky side. Fortunately, however, I'm a hard worker, so I make my own luck. Wow, bars. Wow. I feel like, okay. I feel like whatever you say to her, she's just going to come up with some random, like long, detailed answer of like why she's right. That's the Virgo. <laughs> she didn't. I'm just gonna say she didn't deny it. All right. That's what we do. All right, vegetarian stuff. I wanna like. Okay, so this is something that I've always been curious about. Like, when you're raising your kids, as as a vegetarian, like, how? What is that process like? Well, first of all, I have to take you back because I have a pretty decent story about why I became a vegetarian. Have you heard this one for us? I don't think so. Ah. All I know is that she's really into animals and. One time there was like, I was working in like, I would work in a separate office than like where she would teach and like other people would do stuff. But like there was a, um, there was a cricket in there one time. And did you try to kill the cricket? Yeah. Like it was annoying me. He like did I killed kill all, the cricket. I killed the, oh. I killed the cricket. cricket and she screams and she's like, Oh my God. 
She puts it in like a cup, goes outside, like has a whole cricket funeral for it. <laughs> oh my God. Like, she's like, and she was mad at me the whole day. She like, she was like not talking to me, very serious. She's like, I can't believe you do that. I'm like, it's a, like, it's a bug. Like I kill bugs <laughs> all the time. Is this true, Claudia? Absolutely. But I will tell you this, when another staff member uh, found a cricket, actually, this is, this is the story. So I heard chirping. This is a couple years later. And I looked everywhere. I couldn't find it. I went. You know, I did an errand, I came back, and another staff member had found the cricket, put a cup over it, and was walking it outside. So it's not just me who values the, you know, the sanctity if you, of life. If you go into it's a jungle just, and, like, step into, like, the tiger's territory, he's going to rip you apart. So, like, why is the cricket in my territory? That's the Leo. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Circle it back around. So here's my vegetarianism story. I was five years old, and I grew up in the country. Um, my parents used to have a working farm before I was born, but after I was born, my mother had to go back to work as a librarian, and we continued to have some pets, um, some outside livestock, but they were really pets. They weren't farm animals they weren't raised for meat what kind of animals so we had sheep and chickens and we had a horse and a pony at different times we had goats so i was eating dinner and we were having chicken hot dogs now whenever i tell the story people are horrified they're like chicken hot dogs no wonder that actually Um, sounds good there you go there you go they're healthier right so i made this connection i looked at my plate i saw my chicken hot dog i looked out the window and i was like chicken chicken And it's the first time that I had a connection that there was an animal on my plate. And I said to my mother, I don't want to eat this. Wait, so you guys didn't kill your own animals, but you would get like other meat from like... Right, that's that's what I'm saying. Right, The chickens that we had were pets. I mean, we had eggs from them, but we didn't raise them for meat. Um, But it was the first time I realized that meat was an animal. And I said to my mother, I don't want to eat this ever again. And my parents supported that. And I think that's a real testament to who they are as people because I was five years old and they supported that choice. And I was such a headstrong child that if they had forced me to eat meat, it would not have gone down well. You know but what's crazy? Know. You know what's crazy? I have that same story. Like, that happened to me yeah. where it's like, mm-hmm. when we were little, like in Pakistan, uh, we have Ido which is like, we uh, will like slaughter goats and eat sacrifice them, right? Sacrifice. Sacrifice them. Okay, sacrifice them. And so, uh, I was like playing with all our goats. We had just gotten a bunch of goats and they're like, one of them was like my best friend. It was like, oh it was God. just my size and everything like that. And then they're like, okay, for us, go inside. Like, we're gonna... <laughs> You need to take care of something. I was like, what? What's going on? And then they wouldn't tell me. And then I came running outside and I saw like my goat like hanging and it was like Aww. all cut up and everything. And I was like in tears. But then later we had like this really good biryani, which like had the goat in it. I was like, dang, like this is really good. Like, can we slaughter the other ones? Wow. So. <laughs> no, but my question is, so you said. <laughs> nice. You said like your parents supported you, right? But like, what if your kids, do they, are they vegetarian as well? So my children are being raised as vegetarians because it's not just a moral decision. It's also a health decision. It's an environmental decision. When I was five, it was simply moral. I didn't want to eat animals. But now as an adult, I've done a lot more research and I have a lot more support for it. And it's a situation where certainly as adults, they will make choices for themselves. But if they're in my home and if I'm buying food and if I'm cooking food, just like in any culture. Mm-hmm. I, I want to inspire them down a path that 
I believe in. How many children do you have? I have two children. And what say how old are they? I have an 11-year-old girl and a 4-year-old boy. Okay, so say the 11-year-old turns like 14 and she's like, "Mom, I had a little chicken at school. Like, I want to start eating chicken. Like, what would you do? I would tell her that she can do what she wants when she's not in my house. Okay. But in my Fair house, I, I, I wouldn't buy it because I don't, I don't support factory farming. And I, I, like I said, I have my own reasons from a moral standpoint, from an environmental standpoint, not to support the industry as well. So I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't cook it. But that's a choice she could make outside of. I yeah, mean, that, that's so. the same thing yeah. if, like, you have a friend, I mean, like, being Muslim, if you have a friend that comes to your house and wants to order pepperoni pizza, you're going to be like, no, yeah. like, not in my house. Right. But, of course, if we go out somewhere, like, yeah, order whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, why would you, I mean, she wouldn't want to cook meat in her house. That makes well, sense. I don't know, like, maybe, because I know that I, ha- I have some coworkers who are vegetarian, but they're for religious reasons but their children want to start eating meat so they let them have it for protein and stuff but i'm sure you have replacements for all those types of things but do you eat eggs and like cheese and milk and all yeah, that? that's vegan right right so we do eat eggs we do drink milk now the situation with cheese is complicated because i found out during my second pregnancy that a lot of cheese has meat enzymes in it so cheese actually isn't vegetarian unless it's made with microbial enzymes and it's one of those facts that i wish i never learned because it has made life more complicated uh, i wish <laughs> i never saw any of the videos that i see on facebook about that kind of stuff yeah that's exactly, like, exactly. Like, like pus going into milk yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like, there, yeah, and there's like a lot of pus that goes in. No, listen, listen. There's a reason why. Like, and I'm the complete opposite. I purposely stay ignorant so I can stay drink milk and eat cheese because that's my life. I I'll watch the video and be like, dang. And then go. But that milk looked good though. <laughs> 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 or like I can't, you know. But um. Sorry, Claudia. What like what the health on uh, Netflix? I don't know if you guys saw that documentary, but like. That's crazy. They were talking about how like bad meat actually is for you and everything. And I'm just like, yo, that's crazy. But they said a lot of like substitutes you can have for protein too. So I was like, I feel like I'm going to be vegan one day, honestly. Yeah, I think that right. like, no, like really? I think even no though way. I can't I can't really? go a day no. without meat. Really? I can't tells go my mom like if she makes rice or something's like, "So what is this crap? Like where's the meat in it?" And he gets bored from it. There's no, <laughs> no. way for us. You no, no, need but, chicken. But, but, Maybe not but the truth is, the truth is that like with meat it's more about the flavor than it is, or sorry, okay, the texture and the flavor, okay. right? So if you can get that texture and then put the same spices on that texture, it's I wouldn't really care. It's, I've had vegan yeah. stuff like because like at a at like this tofu, one event for you're cool with tofu. I don't know. I don't know. Like if I don't know what it's made out of, but it tastes good, like I don't really care. Well, there are a lot of healthy, uh, there are good. a lot of meat substitutes. I mean, there's uh, you know soy bacon, soy hot dogs, uh, soy pepperoni. So I mean, really every but like how much meat, soy are you gonna eat? Right, but then there's also meat substitutes that aren't made from soy. They're made from um, mushroom protein and other types of protein. Uh, there's weak gluten. So there's a lot of substitutes that aren't even tofu based. But at my children's birthday party this summer, we had different types of veggie burgers. And one of the kids that was there comes from this real meat eating family. And he was eating a burger and he said, what type of meat is this? I want to tell my mom to buy it. That's and what I, I'm saying. Like, that's, that's like a I've had that. That's a veggie I've burger. I've had nuggets so. and burgers that were vegan and I didn't even know. So I don't really like if, if that's what it is. And I guess for if it's healthy, then okay. But they were saying in that documentary, like... Um, that nobody's ever had like a protein deficiency you know like you can't 
it's it's fiber that people need more than protein and people don't get enough fiber even when they're like these jack bodybuilders like they're not getting enough fiber you can't you can't get like not enough protein because there's going to be protein coming from vegetables and beans and everything anyways that's true the average american eats far too much protein and I remember as a high school student, I went to the doctor at one point and he took my, did my cholesterol and he said I had the lowest cholesterol he had seen outside of India. And that was simply because of my vegetarian diet as compared to a typical American meat eating diet. Outside so, of India? That's what he said. Because <laughs> they're all vegetarian. <laughs> right, now. right. It, it, always, it always stuck with me. That's interesting. But I do agree. Like if you look at American culture, it's just mm. constantly meat. It's meat and everything. It's, no, meat it's for true. Breakfast. Well, yeah. Breakfast is a huge thing, right. And avocado chicken dinner, sandwich everything. for lunch yeah. I'm so hungry for dinner. Um, I'm hungry but, but okay what about like Japanese people live the longest like out of any other uh, nationality right but they've been eating like don't, all type frogs and don't, eels don't okay. and, <laughs> okay. no no I'm saying like, like their food right. is like you know just all types exotic. of exotic stuff and I don't know what else but I'm not, I'm not gonna make any assumptions but like there's a lot of just like meat questionable meat see i i thought a japanese diet was pretty heavy on vegetables you know miso you know rice i thought that was more seafood i think that i think that's more of a traditional japanese diet you know and it's also lifestyle choices from what i understand you know there's people are much more mobile you know the united states is really not set up for um you know a society that doesn't use uh, some type of transportation, you know, either a car or a bus. We don't walk very much. We don't bicycle places. And so that's an aspect that plays in as well. But my understanding of the Japanese diet was that it was more vegetarian friendly. Okay, maybe I'm being like stereotypical or something. Or maybe it's with China. Maybe it's with China. Not you so for I, need, us. I need to be, I need to, I need to do my research. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's bring this back around as we're kind of wrapping up here. But like what, what kind of message do you try to like, um, convey to your students or just anybody who sort of sees the way that you live your life and um, view like uh, media and politics and everything? Again, that's a great question. So I think the most important thing above all is kindness. I think that that's what we need to emphasize, kindness and critical thinking. I think nothing else really matters and what is inside somebody's heart. And I think if you think critically, then you're going to make choices that do benefit society. And I think kindness goes a long way. Um, if you had to like, if you had to, um, if you got an opportunity to sit down with Donald Trump, Mr. Kind himself, uh, with the magazine, like what would, how would you handle that? What would you turn that into? Elle Magazine takes on Donald Trump. <laughs> You know, that's a great question because I was a fan of The Apprentice. So I just want to I just want to let everybody know all the great questions that she said came from me. <laughs> just to put that out there. I was a fan just of The me. Apprentice, and I appreciated his. But you didn't watch TV. I appreciated his. Uh, <laughs> that was way back when. That was way back when. That was that was before I had children. I appreciated his TV persona. Um, so it's it's very difficult to know what type of conversation I could have with him because I feel like his political persona is very different than his TV reality star persona, and so it's. Very very difficult to know who he actually is as a man and what type of conversation you could have and whether or not that is a conversation that would be a meaningful one. Um, I don't believe in 
and wasting time. I feel like time is, is precious. And as much as I try, you can't win them all. I'm not sure that his mind would be open to having a conversation. Um, on, the, on the drive here, I, I was just looking up a quote just to verify its accuracy. And he has said that the you know, journalists are the enemy of the people. And I think if somebody believes that, that the profession that I, I, I work in and that my students are aspiring um, to work in is in fact an enemy Well, you do partly believe that people. though. You were saying that earlier about TV. So you, you sort of get where he's coming from. Fake news. Right. Right. But I, I, would, I would never say um, an entire field okay, or an yeah. entire group of people to stereotype or to generalize, I think is really dangerous. And so I feel like if your mind is so made up one way or the other, I'm not sure that that's a meaningful conversation. Um, however, I guess if I had the opportunity, I would be open to challenging that view. But... Low know. expectations? I don't know. You're like, you're, I mean, you don't even um, look at those types of parties as like a source for anything. You vote for green parties and stuff. You're like one of the only people in the world that do that. If you were in, uh, you had a hand in politics, ran for anything, like what, what is like, what do you think are some of the top issues that you would sort of go after? So that's a great question. So first and foremost, <laughs> ding, 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 Term limits need to be in place. So we need to get rid of these career politicians because what is happening is politicians are not serving the people, they're serving their interest and they're very worried about their political future. And if you're very worried about your political future and about you know continuing in your profession and having a job the next year, the next four years, and the next eight years, I think it's very difficult to vote for the people and from your conscience. I think you're thinking, okay, I've got to have a job next year. So I have to do what the people who are supporting me, what the lobbyists, you know, what my, the people who are funding my campaigns, what they want. So I think first and foremost, we need term limits and we need to eliminate career politicians. Nice. nice. Sounds good. I like any, it. any final remarks for everybody listening or any takeaway message you hope they get from So I do have a final remark. Um, as I mentioned, I found out last night that we had one another national award. So Our Magazine now has won 11 national awards. Snaps. And for the second year in the row, we are best two-year TV station. And that is such a credit to our students. Frost came onto our staff and set this standard that honestly I thought was impossible to maintain. I remember after he graduated, cornering him in a hallway and saying, can you come back? Can you mentor? Can you do some tutorials? Is there any way to keep you involved? And I thought he was going to say yes, because I can be pretty persuasive. But he just <laughs> looked at me and he said, Claudia, you got this. Claudia's like, <sighs> Claudia's like an overly attached ex-girlfriend. <laughs> She's like, no, she got no, stay, <laughs> stay, don't leave. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, Claudia, you need to start seeing other art directors. <laughs> but but, but we, you are persuasive because here we are today. It's still happening. <laughs> and uh, Faraz came in last week um, as an alum advisor. So, but, I help out here and there. But, 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 but we have been able to continue and, you know, Faraz set this bar really high and the fact that we're able to continue to maintain and keep 
bringing the standard up is such a credit to all the students that I work with. So I'm just very proud of their efforts. And anybody listening or watching, I would encourage you to go to facebook.com backslash Al Magazine, check out our videos and our other content. Our magazine is also online. Just do a search uh, for Al Magazine and issue ISS. You, you. We also have a YouTube channel and an Instagram account. So please check us out. It is phenomenal what these community college students in Bel Air, Maryland are doing. And I could not be any more proud of them. Aww. Nice. We'll link all of those things in the description for everybody listening if you want to go check it out. Um, and I'm in, I'm in issue 20, 2013 <laughs> through 2016 if uh, you want to check out some like, nicer Extra. work. Extra. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, Amber, last question. So if you could be any flavor... What would you be and why? Mint chocolate chip. No, 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 no. Is that I, the most popular flavor? Purpose. You did this on I purpose. already had this discussion with Faraz a year ago. He got really upset with me, but <laughs> this is actually my res- my honest response. Um, mint because it's refreshing and chocolate because like there's some real substance there. So... Okay, well, it better be. You know what? Which one it is? It's not the green, like the good-looking. It's the all-natural green. Briars. Are you trying to say that she's chip. not good-looking? No, 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 I think, no, I no, think, no, I think no, you're no, that good-looking. No, no, green no, no. because you're vegetarian. I'm about green is fun. No, yeah, no you're no, not right. the green one. Not, not, no, 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 no. I don't besides, want besides the green one, I knew it. The chemicals. It's the briars all-natural. I'll take all the chemicals. So you're the white, <laughs> white mint chocolate chip. That's right. Okay. Literally, she's white. Literally. This is not a race thing. <laughs> I have a little bit of Native American in my history. Oh, so. oh my. Ah. That's cool. Do you, how like, much? How like much what percentage? percentage? Well, it was always rumored that my father's grandfather was a Native American chief. Um, so I think that was really just a rumor. But what is that? Maybe 15%? 16th, maybe? So, yeah. You should do know. one of those DNA tests. Yeah. Um, Ancestry.com, 23andMe, yeah. something, something. Oh, my God, Amber. Sounds Sorry. like you've done this before. I've watched a lot of videos where yeah. people re- like are revealed with like their background, and I'm like, oh, my kid. I don't know. Man, see, that's see, another See why people always do this thing where they're like, I'm 13% this and 15% that <laughs> and 30% this. And all I say is like, I'm Pakistani, not Indian. They're like, Literally. what? Excuse me? It's the same thing. I've had, I've had people guess my ethnicity, and I have gotten everything on the planet. I would guess Irish. I've, I've gotten yeah. Af- African-American. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. I, no. Well, in, in college for a while, I had braids. So, But I also, in the summer, sometimes I get really tan. And I'm totally serious. And my first teaching position was in Baltimore City um, in a middle school that was maybe 95% African-American population. And... One of the students told me that the first week of school, he went home and said to his mom, Mom, you know, we've got one of us in the classroom, finally. <laughs> oh and I felt so bad because I had to. What kind of braids were you wearing? So I just, um, I, and that's probably my favorite hairstyle. She's, if I she's could. one of them appropriators. <laughs> Is it cornrows? Yeah, cornrows? Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. At the time, I wasn't. I wasn't wearing that when I was teaching. Just, I it was really tan from the summer. The Native American comes out a little bit. Um, when I had blonde hair when <laughs> I was younger. I got I got Swedish. I got Swedish when I had blonde hair. I've gotten Brazilian. I've gotten Japanese. I've I've gotten who are German. I'm not kidding. It all depends on my hairstyle. Wow, you're very adaptable. Wow, I'm impressed. I've never gotten Pakistani though. Good. Okay. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've never gotten Pakistani either. If that helps. That's the Leo and Faraz. He wants to own Pakistan to himself. This is. 
if if this gives you any idea about who Claudia is, um, there's it's just it's crazy. It's always like this. So I'm <laughs> I'm hyped. super super glad that we finally had you on the show. I've been and and she was mad at me for a while. She's like, you've had all my students on the show. You haven't had me. I was like, I was saving you so that we're more prepared, so that we have like you know there you go. It's the right moment. I want to set a high standard, right? So. You have no idea what that means to me. <laughs> I am so touched. You have no idea. Wow. Incredible. Um, okay, so for everybody listening or watching, remember to check us out on YouTube. Um, this has been another week, another flavor. Sorry, I said that. I said I always said, No, no, I said that right. Another, another week, another, another flavor. flavor. No, no, you don't know it. Another week, another flavor, a little less stranger. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.